All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited to be here. I am just coming back um, from my CEO week off. So uh, if you're new here and you don't know, um, every week, the last week actually of every single month, um, I take that entire week off 100% for my business and um, what I do during that time. And I, actually I have a uh, podcast episode on how do I spend a whole week off in my business. Like, what am I doing during that time? What does that look like? And why do I do it? Um, so if you want to check that out, go down a few episodes back. It should be there somewhere. But um, I basically just took my CEO week off, which I do the last week of every single month. It really allows me time, a whole week of really unplugged, uninterrupted, dedicated, focused time to vision cast for my business, to dream about my business, to feel into things, to look in the future, um, to really just look at how are things going? How does it feel? Where do I want them to go? What does that need to look like? Who do I need to do that? Like what's next? Um, it also allows me um, a day or so sometimes to to batch content to really get ahead of the game on the marketing side of things because we all know marketing and sales are not one of the same they're totally two different activities and so uh, i do a lot of selling because i'm a sales coach but we also uh, are really wanting to up our marketing this year and our visibility and also marketing and visibility are not the same things. Um, and so that time off allows me plenty of space to, um, to just batch and get, again, get ahead of the game. And then the rest of the week is like literally time for me. It's, it's self care. It's time with my family. We go do fun things or we just go do whatever we want to do. I also do like extra sleep, extra exercise, extra everything. Um, and so we have lots of fun. So this week, actually, uh, we went horseback riding. It was also my birthday. So um, my husband treated us to horseback riding, which is something I've just been wanting to do. I haven't done it in a long time and I have an obsession with horses. So uh, it was the best birthday present ever. I don't think, I can't think of anything else I would have rather done. So we did some horseback riding. Um, we visited with my mother-in-law and that was a really good time. We spent some good time together. Um, and then my mother, my daughter, myself had uh, like four or five days of no boys. So my son and um, my husband went up to our camp for the week um, and, or a long extended weekend. I think it was like four or five days. They were up there just doing some work on our camp. They went fishing with the neighbors, just hung out, had a good time. We stayed back here. We did a little shopping. We did a little TV binging. We had um, a little bit of fun and we just enjoyed our time together. It was just really cool. So we had a really, really full and fun uh, week off. So. I'm excited to be back. And if you listened to last week's podcast episode, I really touched on, um, you know, consistent cash flow. And we talked a lot about uh, really more the logistics side of it and kind of um, sort of like the mindset, really, the mindset and logistical side of like what I see in the industry as far as why entrepreneurs are struggling to generate consistent cash flow in their business. And this is at all levels. Um, I really want to open that up because I don't want anyone to be like just people who are new struggle financially. I have millionaires who struggle financially. Like that's not true at all. There are people that are making seven figures in their business and they're also completely 
completely burnt to the ground, exhausted, burnt out. They're the bottlenecks of their business 100%. Um, they don't even know how they're going to be able to get any further. They've almost killed themselves getting to the point where they are now. Uh, some of them are investing a lot of money in systems and teams that are not producing for them because they don't have the right things in place and they don't know how to lead the team and they don't know how to manage the team and they don't know how to bring people in to actually get stuff done for them and drive revenue in the business. So please do not think that the only people who are um, struggling with consistent cash flow, consistent stacking revenue in their business are people who are new because it's totally not the case. I have just as many um, people at multiple six and seven figures who are like, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? And how do I get out of this and get things going more smoothly? So this is really across the board. Um, it's really for all business owners, period. So uh, consistent cash flow was um, the first part of this. So part one was last week. You could go back and listen to that. And I do recommend you do that because there's, you know, today I'm going to share strategies with you, but I'm going to just tell you. I, and again, I, I mean, if you know me, I'm pretty honest. I'm pretty straightforward. Um, I'm never going to lie to you or sugarcoat anything. I'm actually just going to tell you like it is and you either like it or you don't. And that doesn't matter to me, right? Like I'm pretty straightforward. So, you know, if I say something, it's my truth and you can probably trust and believe it. So um, I'm just going to tell you um, all strategies work. Okay. They all work. Um, they work differently for different people because the, the way that strategies work in a business is the system behind it that runs it and the person running that system. Do you, do you see how I just reverse engineered that? You have the strategy, then you have the system that runs it, and then you have the human who runs the system. So if the human sucks at whatever they're doing, or they're not doing it, or they don't like doing it, or they're not good at it, or they're inconsistent with it, well then the system that's operating the strategy is gonna follow suit. And then the strategy is going to follow suit. Do you see what I'm saying? This is how we get down into a rabbit hole. So what I want you to understand is you can, you can study strategies all day. They're not strategies that don't make you money. You can literally study every strategy in the world. You can buy every strategy. You can learn every strategy. You can implement every strategy. But at the end of the day, if you just don't know what you're doing and you don't have proper systems in place and you don't have the right mindset and you don't have the things in place that are going to make that strategy work for you it isn't going to work for you and it's not the strategy i can't i can't say that enough um when people come to me and they're like i have tried every strategy and nothing's working i'm like hold on nancy let's back up a second all the strategies work your lack of results from the strategies have nothing to do with the strategy this is a you thing this is you and so again, there's that blatant honesty. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like if you're operating in your business and you're doing a lot of things, trying a lot of things, implementing a lot of things and it's not working, honey, it's you. It isn't your strategies. You don't need to go learn more strategies. You don't need to like do more things. It's you, you're not doing a good job at what you're doing. And so it doesn't really matter how many strategies you try. I see people who have been in business for five, 10 and even 15 years, guys. Like I have friends, I have colleagues, I have people in my audience who have been in business five, 10, 15 years and they can't even afford a hundred and something dollars a month on something because they're like not making money in their business. That saddens my soul so deep, I can't even tell you. Like it blows my fucking mind. I don't even know how to wrap my head around. I, I, I can't even get my head around it. 
I don't know how you can be in business that long and not make money, right? The problem is, is it's constant chasing of a strategy and a strategy and a strategy. And like, I'm going to change my niche. I'm going to change my offer. I'm going to change my price. I'm going to change my message. I'm going to change my audience. There's zero consistency in your messaging, in your strategies, in your systems, in the, the consistency. There's none. There's just zero zilch, not a none. And it's like, let me try a new thing. What's another way? What's another way? Let me try this today. And it's like, this is the problem. This is the problem. All the strategies work, but you need to, the person running the strategy needs to master that strategy, which means you need to do it for 10,000 hours or more before you know enough about it to say this works, that doesn't. And here's how we can pour rocket fuel under it and make it work even better. And here's what we need to get rid of, right? Like you chasing something different every week that pops into your email or pops into your newsfeed on social media and being like, oh my God, it, that looks so cool. Look, they made a million dollars. Let's try that. You doing that, you're just damaging yourself. All you're doing is holding yourself back from making a fuck ton of money. And that's on you, right? That's on you because nobody can come in your business and get you focused and make you stop doing that. You have to get to a point where you're like, I am so sick of chasing different coaches, different strategies, different programs, different courses, learning all this stuff. And yet I'm still broke and or I'm making money but I can't get beyond I've hit a plateau that's on you as the CEO and business owner that's on you 90% of the activities that I see business owners doing today is marketing and content and let me just be very very clear about this marketing and content are not sales activities and I'm not going to even go down that road I'm sure I have podcasts on it those are not those are not sales activities. If you think putting out content and distributing your marketing and being visible and doing all this stuff is the thing that is a sales activity, you're dead fucking wrong. Those are marketing. That's why it's called marketing, content, sales. Sales is an entirely own entity in your business. 90% of what I see most entrepreneurs doing don't even fall in the category of sales. It's usually marketing and content. It doesn't even fall in the category of actual sales. So it makes sense that so many of you don't make money in your business because you're not even doing sales activities. But even if you're doing strategies that are sales related and sales centered, it's still not going to make you money if you don't know what the hell you're doing and if you're not consistent with it. And if you don't have a system behind it, that's going to help you make that sucker work. Okay, so you got to go back and listen to part one because I'm going to give you strategies today and there's going to be some of you here who are rabbit chasers, right? You love to chase the, the, the high of like a five minute rush of learning something new. Some of you, that is how you operate. And I'm going to give you a hint. That's why you're not making the money you want because you're doing that. You're looking and seeking a high and a high and a high and a dope of, you know, uh, dopamine or whatever it is you're looking for, serotonin or whatever the hell it is, you're chasing that high constantly. And the way that you get it is by what's next, what's next, what's another way, what's another way? Ooh, let me learn another thing. Ooh, I'm gonna learn that strategy. And you dive into it and for a moment, very short moment, you have a temporary high where you feel like, ooh, I'm creative, I'm on it. This is the thing, this is the thing. And you do that for years. So what I'm here to tell you is that um, I'm gonna give you strategies. You need to pick the things that align with what you're actually willing to give 10,000 hours to. If you're not willing to do one of these strategies for 10,000 hours, don't even go down the rabbit hole of trying to figure it out because you, you already know, like you're already losing because you're not gonna do it. So 
That is extremely important, okay? Now, I am gonna share these strategies. Let me see, how many do I have, like nine maybe? I'm gonna share these with you and I wanna preface something. We're in a recession at the time of recording this. We have entered a recession. We're not at the height of it. So let me be clear about that. Um, we're in a recession. We're not at the height of the recession yet. So the strategies I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna be kind of pivoting the way that I talk about them just a tad bit. Um, because I also want to support all of you that are listening with strategy, these strategies um, in a way that's going to work in today's economy. So it's slightly different. What I will say and what's cool, the strategies are exactly the same as what I did 10, 15 and 20 years ago. They just look a little bit different now because I have team and I have support helping. Um, we do them at different levels in different ways, but their strategies are actually the same. There's slight little pivot in how I'm going to present these to you because of the recession. Um, otherwise, I would probably say them slightly different. So I do want to preface with that, that these are in support of a recession. If you have your head in the sand that there's this recession going on, pull it out immediately because you're already behind the ball. Um, there's a recession. We haven't hit the height of it. We've just entered it. It is going to, you know, it's here. So um, does that mean that you can't make money? No. Does that mean you're going to go out of business? Maybe. It depends on what you do. Okay. It depends on how focused you can get and how committed you can get to getting rid of shiny object syndrome and chasing and hopping from coach to coach to course to course and buckle down, okay? Um, many of the clients that join my programs, they know they're with me for probably a year. Uh, many of them are with me for two to four, some are five years. The reason is they're going all the way with me. They're not coming in chasing like, hey, let me learn a quick little strategy and then I'm gonna go off and learn something from somebody else and I'm just gonna do that for the rest of my life. Um, I actually don't work with people that do that because they don't really have very good results in their business. So I like to work with people that are going all the way and they're given 10,000 plus hours to mastery of what we're doing and we're just going from like all the way, we're going all the way. They're not coming in to be like, let me learn a strategy, then I'm out. Um, I actually don't work with people like that because I have found in the last 20 years, people who dabble and chase like that and they just don't go all the way. People who come in to my programs over the last 20 years who come in and they're like, I wanna learn this thing. And then they're like, okay, what's next? Okay, what's another way? What's another way? Those people are usually always broke and they're usually financially struggling. They have zero consistency in anything that they're doing or any of the things they've learned. And so I, it's really hard to get to help them get results because of that. They're not all in on something. They are chasing. What's the next high I can get? What's the next strategy? What's another offer I can do? What's another way? Um, how else can I do that? What's the next thing, Anne? And they're just chasing, 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 and they're not hunkering down learning and they're not mastering, and they're not going all the way, and I don't work with clients like that. In fact, if you're in my programs, I'll probably fire you at some point because um, it's just very difficult for me personally to help you get results in your business when I can't get you focused and you don't stay consistent and go all in on what I'm teaching and you want to dabble and chase and all of that. Um, I just have a hard time getting those types of clients any results in their business because they're just dabblers. Um, they're just all over the place, chasing high after high after high. Um, so, um, I think that that is just something important to be thinking about in your own business as well Is like, who, who are these people that you want to be bringing into your offers this year? Um, because with a recession, um, it's not harder to make money and it's not going to be difficult to make money as long as you don't make it difficult. Um, uh, you have to know who your buyers are 
and you have to know what offers to put them in so that they have success so that they stay with you. Um, if you're, you know, if you're not doing that again, you're just going to have people, you know, giving you objections. Um, they're going to want refunds. They're going to want to back out of contracts. They're going to want to like retract their, you know, their, the money they paid you. They're just going to want out of your program and you're going to be like, what's happening. And that's when you're going to get in your head and things are going to go south for you. So, um, you know, it's not just grab strategies and go like execute them. If it was that easy, everyone in the world would be billionaires. It's not that simple. You've got to follow systems strategy and you need to be consistent, but you also need to get focused on what are your main offers and then who are the people that are going to win inside of these offers and then stop bringing other people in that should not be there because it's only damaging your reputation and your revenue. So, I mean, if you want to work really hard to coach people that don't work half as hard as you for their own goals, go for it. Uh, I'm not available for that. Like, I'm not going to care about your goals more than you do. I'm certainly not going to do more than you do for your own goals. That's ridiculous. So again, you really have to focus in on who you're bringing in. So, okay, let's dive in because I promised strategies and I know that's what you're here for. So um, let's give you the strategies and I hope that you'll take just a couple of these and really go 10,000 hours plus on them and really master them and stop chasing and dabbling. Your business is not going to make it through this recession if you don't stop doing that. So it's really up to you and how important this is for you um, if you want to be here or not after the recession. Okay, so number one, I think the first strategy is really having a one-to-many conversion strategy, like a conversion event, like a sales event, where you can consistently promote it and market it and it leads, um, it, you can successfully implement it. And each time you do it, it leads to a specific set of results, right? Um, into a signature offer, preferably, um, that is um, like monthly, gives you monthly recurrent revenue. Okay, so I talked in the previous uh, part one, I did talk about how it's so critical. A business, I don't care how much money you do or do not make, there's no business in this world that can sustain long-term successfully and profitably without having recurrent revenue and also having daily sales. If you don't have cash flow and you, and you only have revenue, then you don't have influxes of big cash numbers, like big cash days to make big investments on the fly, right? You're only living on just the recurrent revenue month to month to month and you don't have um, you don't have like consistent or you don't have big cash months, right? Um, I can tell you right now, a big cash month, you know, can can pay for a new furnace for your house. It can pay off Facebook advertising or if you've hired social sellers or lead generators, it can pay off the expense because you have to pay them before they bring you the leads, right? So you're paying up front. Big cash months can pay for shit like that. Um, it can pay for personal things. It can pay for business things, right? Um, it can put money in your savings. It can pay off your taxes, whatever. Like having, having um, cash flow in your business means that you have big ticket cash dollar, big dollar amounts coming in, in a short period of time. So I'll give you an example. Uh, in, the la in seven days, we did over $25,000 and or 32,000, I think it ended up being with 25,000 of that being uh, like cash, cash, that was um, money in the bank, that was, you know, um, that was money to us, and the rest was recurring. Um, and so 
do you think that that would be helpful for you to have $25,000 of um, like money in your, that hit your bank cash collected in seven days? Like, would that even be helpful for some of you to do in two weeks or 30 days? Like the point behind that is we have recurring revenue um, and we are, and, and guys, that did not include our, our already recurrent revenue that we have. That was just from the launch. Um, but what I'm saying is you have cash collected and then you have recurrent revenue. And it's so important that you know how to create that kind of cash in your business on demand. What I mean by that is if you wake up today and you have, you need $10,000 immediately. Okay. Let's just say you wake up today and you're like, oh my God, I've got to get, I need to at least $10,000. Where am I going to get $10,000 cash collected money in the bank? Where's that going to come from today? Well, what if you could host a conversion event that sold one to many into a program that you were already delivering, you already have it created, it's open rolling, it's a signature program, people can come in, they can pay in full or they can pay monthly and you're like, well, I, the monthlies are great, but I need like $10,000 cash in the bank. Where am I getting that? Well, what if you could go do an activity that created that, right? So what I want you guys thinking about is like, you need to have conversion, you need to have a strategy where you know how to, to go off and bring in 5,000, 10, 20, 50, a hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is that you need on demand immediately, quickly, within a short time frame. When I ask a lot of my clients, what are your sales strategies? They give me marketing and they give me content and they give me visibility. I go live, I put out content, I send emails. That's not fucking sales. <laughs> that's marketing, that's content, that's visibility, all good things. You need to be doing those. They're not sales activities. If you don't even understand how to generate sales in your business and you don't even know what a sales activity is, you're in big trouble, okay? Big trouble. Um, you have to understand what a sales activity is. So the first thing is really going to be having a sales strategy where you can, number one, you want a sales strategy where you can sell one to many into like a signature uh, group offer where it's open rolling, it's one to many, and you can bring in a whole bunch of recurring revenue that stacks on each other so that you're not starting over brand new every month at zero. It stacks. So every time a sale comes in for that program, it is just more recurrent revenue stacking on top of another. On the flip side of that, you've got to have a strategy to bring in sales outside of launches, to bring in high dollar amounts on demand every week, every month, every quarter, every day, whatever that needs to be for you specifically, right? That needs to happen. So for us, it's daily. We want a sale a day coming into the business. And I don't care if it's a $7 sale or a $7,000 sale. A sale needs to happen in my business every day. Like what business opens doesn't open their door for business? Who does that? Think of any business in the world. Who shuts down for like a week or month and like doesn't sell? Fucking nobody, right? Like everybody that runs a business wants sales every day. And the thing is, is you have to do sales activities. So on the flip side of having, you know, a conversion strategy where you can sell one to many into an open rolling program in, in the hundreds or thousands if you want to, it's just, 
it's it's endless, right? It's limitless. And you can just like, that's your signature offer. It's one to many. And that's how you stack recurring revenue. And then on the flip side, you have strategies you can do daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly that bring in daily, consistent, high dollar sales for you um, in how, whatever form you need those, right? Daily or weekly or monthly or quarterly. And you know that you've done the same strategy so many times that when you do it, you can predict what you'll generate from it. So for example, when we do our conversion event, our one-to-many conversion event, by the way, we just did it. We just wrapped up right before I took CEO week off. We wrapped up with our launch that we ran for seven days. Really, it was only like five, but let's just say seven days. Um, We ran it for seven days. And we did over $32,000 in sales with 25,000 of that cash collected. That is not our entire revenue for the month. That's just from the launch. Okay. And what I'm saying with that is the reason, like we knew we would not make any less than 20 grand in that seven days. We already knew that. Why? Because I've run that launch, that workshop that I did, that conversion event. That is like the, oh my God. I've run it for not, for like seven or eight years now. And I've done it five to eight times a year. So you add that up. I suck at math. I've done that workshop a lot. Guess what? Into the same offer. Same offer. I've done it more than 10,000 hours. I've done it and run it so much that I know when I do it, I can already tell you the minimum amount of sales that I will bring in. And I can tell you also how high we can go based on the numbers, based on all of that, because we've done it so much. The problem is, is when you don't do something enough times, you don't have data. So that means you do not know what worked, what didn't. You don't know what to do differently next time to get better results. And you don't know what it's going to take to hit the goals that you have because you don't do it enough. Okay. So that's the problem. And we know how to position the offer so that we get an influx of cash collected and also recurring revenue. Make sense? It's a strategy. (laughs) Okay. We're not just throwing these strategies out there. We have a strategy and then a system that we operate behind it that we've done over and over and over and over and over for six, seven, eight years. Okay. And anywhere from five to eight times a year. So we've got it down pretty much to a science. We weren't a hundred percent sure because This launch we just wrapped up, that was the very first time we've ever done a launch in the middle of a recession. We did the launch and had our biggest like cash month and recurrent revenue month we've ever, 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 ever had when COVID hit in 2020. It actually surprised us, but we literally had our best year uh, profit-wise. It was ridiculous, but the COVID was a pandemic, not a recession. And we need to understand the difference. Right now, we're in a recession. Okay, we're in the the beginning stages of a recession. 2020 with COVID, that's a pandemic. That was not a recession. The the government was giving out, cutting plenty of checks. Everybody, like, nobody was spending because nobody was going anywhere. Everyone was home, so they were on their computers. Um, There wasn't any fear around all of the money stuff. People had plenty of it, and they weren't doing anything. They weren't spending money because they weren't doing anything. And a lot of people were turning online. A lot of people went to launch businesses online. A lot of people were just spending time on their computers. It was so easy to have our best year in 2020. 
Right now, this is a recession. So we weren't sure because a recession is not the same as a pandemic. Right now with recession, you're looking at, you know, job layoffs, you're looking at massive inflation, you're looking at food shortages, you're looking at gas price rises, you're looking at people not having work, there's a lot of uncertainty, people don't know what the hell is going to happen, and they're pulling out from spending. And people also don't have a lot of money right now, right? Like, there's not a whole lot of money to spend uh, because of inflation and because of gas prices and because of food shortages and because of jobs um, and, and people getting laid off or their hours getting cut back uh, and then inflation on the same same coin. Um, it, it, right now it's a money thing. So you have people coming in who don't really want to spend or they're very cautious about spending. And that doesn't mean people aren't spending. <laughs> I just shared just a glimpse at what we did in seven days. Um, it was really fun, but I'm being generous. Like, let's just say seven days. Um, but at the end of the day, people are still spending. It's just, you've got to get your shit together. And I'm going to tell you right now, a recession is not the time for you to be testing a bunch of new stuff and trying a whole bunch of new things. You need to buckle down and you need to get serious or you're not going to be here. And that's the pure fact. You will get pushed right out by your competitors, by people that got their shit together. So you're either in or you're out right now and you, you got to make that decision. And whatever you've been doing to this point, um, some of that you're probably going to have to stop doing or it's just not going to work. So um, those are the first two things is having that one to many conversion strategy that you're going to do over and over and over and over and over and over for so many years over and over and over that's going to fill up a signature open enrolling program that gives you recurring revenue that you can count on that you can predict I can tell you how much money I'm making six months 12 months from now. Why? Because I have contracts in place and I have an open rolling program that's recurring month after month and it's renewable. I also have X amount of conversion events on my calendar that are going to sell into that program. And I just got done telling you, we already know how much we make when we do that. So we can already predict our revenue and what our income recurrent is going to look like. Then we have our strategies, which are like promo cycles or monthly masterclasses or cash injections. Those are three of the different types of conversion events that we teach our clients in my program on creating the cash on demand, creating the uh, cash collected big ticket, big dollar months or weeks or days or whatever. And those are different from your conversion events for your one-to-many. These are strategies that are very short in their time. They're one-off, meaning it's a strategy that you don't do it every single day. You're not doing it you know, it's not like a big uh, type of launch where you're bringing people into a one-to-many ongoing program. It, it's You're usually selling something really high ticket, and it could be for a shorter time together. Um, it could be a one-off thing together. It could be um, a self-study type thing together. It could be a many, many of different things, but it's bringing in big ticket cash for you, like cash collected in the thousands, right? Uh, if not way more than that. So um, you have to have strategies from both of these. And I think that the strategies we like to focus on with the you know cash collected, the sales on demand, those big influxes of cash injections, we typically do promo cycles, which are like one to two week sprints, sales sprints. Um, we do monthly masterclasses, especially if you're selling one to one high ticket or done for you. Uh, monthly masterclasses are, are great. It's the same masterclass over and over and over. Again, mastery. Um, and it's selling into, you know, your one-to-one -one or your done for your services. 
Um, cash injections, again, it's like a one to two week sprint, sales sprint, but it's extremely specific. Like I created this nine years ago. We have millionaires using it. We use it like, um, and, and we use that for other types of offers. So there's different strategies for different offers. Again, you need to know what you're doing. Um, but I think that that's important so that you're always stuck in recurring revenue. And then you also have sales happening outside of those launches, because let me be very honest, if all you're ever doing is making money when you do a big event, you're going to burn out, you're going to get exhausted, you're super launch dependent. I think launches are great. I love to launch. And in fact, we make most of our money when we launch, to be honest. Um, but at the end of the day, we also don't depend on that. Like my business could survive without doing a launch. My business could sustain a recession without doing a launch. We could be fine without doing a big launch. However, we bring in a lot of recurring revenue from our launches. And we like to have the recurring revenue stack in. And we also like to have cash collected in high dollar amounts, like 20 to 50 to 100,000 is what I'm talking about. And so you have to build out systems around those strategies. And then you got to run the strategies 10,000 hours or more, or you, you don't, you haven't mastered anything, right? So this is what we teach in our program. This is what we're doing. And it's what I recommend. Uh, it's not for everybody because a lot of people like to dabble, 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 dabble. A lot of people like to chase, 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 chase. A lot of people like to coach hop. They go from one coach to another, to another, to another, to another, and they chase those highs. And, and that's cool. If that's for you, like I'm definitely not your coach, right? Like probably the things I teach you will not sexify you because it's not, it's, it's too consistent, right? So that's that. But um, this is the way I work with my clients. This is what I do. It's what I believe in. It's what I agree with. Um, I also don't like to be creating a million different offers every week and every month. And I don't like to be like telling my audience that, hey, this is my next favorite program. And this is my next favorite program. And now this is the best one ever. This is the best one. And like, I'm, I'm pumping out all this stuff. I don't like to be in constant creation mode. Um, I like to go all the way with my clients. I like to go deep. I like to create clients for life. Um, I like to work smarter, not harder. And that is how I operate. So if that resonates with you and that is awesome to you, then great, you're in a good place. If not, you probably don't even need to listen to this. Um, okay, so the next thing, the third thing is I think, especially in this economy right now where we are in a recession at the time of recording this, we are not at the height of it, we are just getting into it. Um, you really should have, I recommend, a main high ticket signature offer, so that one-to-many signature offer that's open rolling, okay? Um, people come in and spend six to 12 months with you. It's an incubator. It is a, a they're going to go all the way with you. They're not coming in just to learn one little tactic and then they're off to the next coach. Like that's not what I'm talking about here. I think that you should have something that is open rolling. It's your signature offer. You're known for this. It's your best work. Uh, and you can create a million dollars with that one program a year. Okay. And then because we have this recession going on, I also am highly going to recommend that you have what I call a lower end back pocket offer. And when I say lower end, it's not necessarily low ticket. It's just not as big as your, your signature offer. It's a little bit more flexible in terms of it's not six to 12 months and it's probably not 3,000, 5,000, 10, 20, 50, 100,000, whatever, like your bigger offer. It's probably something like $500 to $1,000 and it's probably not more than a few months right? If, if that, and it's probably hands off, meaning there's no coaching, there's no access to you or your team. There's no like, there's not really any live components. It's more of self-study, self-paced. 
um, it, and there's not high demand and delivery for you, meaning that it's kind of already done and created. So it's mostly hands-off and automated for you. I think that that's important to have because um, there's going to be people in your audience right now that they will invest and they will do some things, but uh, they're not going to come into that higher end offer with you um, because there's going to, there's two objections, time and money. One, people, there's going to be a group of people that don't want to spend six to 12 months right now because that scares them. And they also don't want to invest 3,000, 5,000, 10,000, 20, 50, 100 right now because that scares them. So where do you put those people? Because that's going to be probably 75, 80%, maybe even 85% of your audience right now because of the recession. These are people that a percentage of them otherwise would invest that six to 12 months in that, that higher ticket with you. But because of this recession, they're pulling back. So that's going to be probably anywhere up to like 80 or 85% of your audience. So what are you going to do with all those people? Not sell to them. You should have a back pocket offer. Okay, um, that's what we're teaching our clients. So there's going to be a percent in your audience that will swoop up your high end group offer um, and they, they will come spend that incubation time with you. And they're all good for that. They're fine. Right. Like that's me. I still invest. I'm still joining 12 year long masterminds and renewing for another 12 year, 12 months, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm the type that when I invest, I just want to go all the way with that person. I don't coach hop. I don't course hop. I'm not I don't care about shiny, sexy strategies. I, I'm very consistent and solid with, with what I do to make my money. And so I'm that kind of investor. And I like those types of clients as investors for me as well. So I like to work with clients who also like to go all the way and settle down and spend time with me versus I want to come in and learn a thing. And if it gets me results, great. And if it doesn't, I'm out really fast so I can go chase the next thing. Not my type of clients. And those clients very rarely get results. Um, so I'm not into that. But um, you want to just have um, something for those people that are like, you know, if times were different, I'd come in with you and spend some time, but like, I'm a little nervous right now. So something that's easy between like 500 and a thousand, preferably that you already have created. So it's not like you have to reinvent the wheel and create a new thing. Um, and that is hands off about 90 to hundred percent for you. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking. And I, ideally you really want that offer to prep them and get them to a place where now they can, the next step would be at some point to come into your high-end offer. So it, it also needs to be extremely valuable, okay? Um, it also needs to be extremely valuable. And so um, it could also, you know, be a VIP day or a VIP session with you. It could be a live event. It could be a virtual retreat. Um, it could be just some boxer support. Um, it, could, it could just be whatever. Right. But you're thinking between that 500,000 with a low time commitment for them um, and also something that's going to be pretty much hands off for you already created um, and that would also be super valuable so that maybe they get results so that their next step would be, I would love to come and join you in the program now. So, um, you know, you want to be thinking something like that for those for that 80 to 85 percent of people that are in your audience right now and going forward through this recession that will not be invested right now in your higher end offer, okay? The, the higher end offer is not gonna be for everybody right now. It's not gonna be for a lot of people in your audience. There'll be some, but a lot, you're gonna need to have a back pocket offer, okay? Um, so that's gonna be another thing I want you guys thinking about. The fourth thing that I have my clients do that I think is great um, is doing triage calls. They're literally like 10 to 15 minute calls where you qualify somebody. 
okay? You help them identify their gaps. Uh, you show them, okay, you're here, you wanna be there, here's what I see is missing, or here's what I see that you need to go do. And if you go do these two, three things right here, boom, you're gonna reach your goals. And then it, the next step is, do they, are, do they match your client, champion client criteria? Do they match the type of person that wins in your program or not? Maybe they need to go into something different. Maybe they need to keep binging your content a little bit. Maybe they're not where they need to be just yet for them to come in and get results, or maybe they are. And what you do is you use the triage call to give them value and, and bring awareness to their gaps. And then what you do, these are 10 to 15 minute calls and not coaching calls. These are get like gap assessment calls and they're qualifying calls. And you do these for 10 or 15 minutes. You, you give them value by bringing awareness and highlighting the gaps that they have, the things, the one, two, or three things max that are preventing them from reaching the ultimate goals they're telling you that they're trying to reach. Um, and, and you let them know what that is and why they need to go off and, and do, you know, bridge those and fix those so they can get where they're trying to go. And then you don't give them how to do it because the how is in your program is customized, it's personalized. It depends on their situation. Uh, you can't, you can't be given that type of coaching to someone you've talked to for 10 minutes. It's just ridiculous, right? Um, you need to spend some time with them. You need to get more information. You need to know more about them before you can tell them um, that you can really help them, right? So from a triage call, you can really say you could qualify. So for yourself, you could say yay or nay. I want to have a sales call with this person. Yay or nay, I want to wake up for the next six to 12 months and spend every day with this person. Yay or nay, I can help them. Yay or nay, I believe that they are absolutely the person that will get results in my program. And I think they have all the things required to do so or not. And that's your job. And that's called proper placement. So from that triage call, you'll do one of two things. You'll either book them into a sales call where you can say, would you like to learn how, I, how my team and I or whatever could help you implement those one, two or three gaps and get you where you're trying to go in the next, you know, six to 12 months or whatever that looks like. Would it be appropriate to have that kind of conversation next? Um, do you feel like that would be a good next step for you? And if they're a yes, then you book a sales call and you do that. If they're a no or not right now, or you don't feel like that is a next step, you don't even offer it. The next step is let me plug you into some free content, some free training, some free resources that we have. Let me plug you into those things. If you follow those and you implement these couple of resources I'm going to send you, I think you can, you can start to get some traction. That'd be really good for you. And I'll follow up and we'll check in here in a few days or weeks or whatever. Um, or maybe you refer them to someone else that you think could help them. That's kind of the process with a triage. And it's, it's trust building. You're getting on the phone and you're taking what might take two weeks in a DM and you're 10, 15 minutes. You're getting it done on the phone. <laughs> like if you need, if you have an urgency for, for sales and you need sales now, you're, you know, DMs are great. We make, in fact, this last launch we just did, um, you know, all of that, 32 plus thousand actually, we still have sales coming in from it. I haven't even checked, but all of that was, was there wasn't a single call, guys. There wasn't even one single call. Um, we did that in the DMs and we did that, that was it. So that's fine. We did an application and DM, application DM. That's what we did. And I'm not saying you can't do that, but if you're, stressed out about sales and you're urgent for sales now, get on the fucking phone with people because you can build trust fast and you can speed up the process. In the DMs, you we do 200 DMs a day. So obviously my team has constant stacking of conversations. 
But if you don't have that, then, and you need to, you need sales, you got to get on the phone because it's going to speed that process up. The DMs are a long game strategy. They take a little bit of time. You don't just get in the DM with someone today and close, you know, millions of dollars in sales. Yes, people will buy from you today if you talk to enough people, but you've got to get in and talk to enough people. You can speed that up with a triage call. Okay. So again, these are just really looking at your situation and what you have in place to make these work. Most people do not have the audience that they need, the quality of the audience. They don't know their strategy. They don't know their messaging. A lot of entrepreneurs don't have the things like the foundational things in place to not ever have to get on a call. That's the reality of it. Most of you haven't done 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 hours of sales calls. So you don't even have your messaging dialed in and you're trying to close in a DM. It's, it's more difficult because you don't have those things and they're, you know, you don't have their full attention and you don't know how to get their full attention because you, you just don't have the practice. And so, you know, yes, you could close sales and DMs and no, you don't have to do sales calls, but you've got to understand that the less you have in place on the foundation side, the less those things are going to work, the longer those are going to work for you right? Anyone who tells you different is just lying to you. Like it's going to take time. You have to have things in place to make these strategies work. Okay. Okay. If you book like 10 of those uh, a week, like triage calls, if you'd book just 10 of those a week, you're going to generate enough sales where you can, or you're going to hit, you'll have enough sales conversations where you can probably do a sale a week. Okay. So that's up to you. Do it or don't do it. Totally up to you, but you can generate a sale a week. If you, if you book 10 triage calls a week, you will generate enough sales conversations from those to have a sale a week. So there you go. If that would be helpful for you, then do the activity, right? All right, the fifth thing is have more sales conversations. You can have these from the triage calls, like I said, but you can also have these from applications. So you can have people, you can give a value and a good call to action and then invite people to fill out an application. That's what we do. So we had conversion event to application, from application to the DM to a close. Do you understand? It was literally those steps. There were there was nothing else. There was no triage calls. There was no sales conversations. Uh, there was there was no like lack uh, like no lag in the time. It was we did the conversion event. We extended the invitation. We directed them to an application. They filled it out. We qualified, disqualified, whatever in the DM, and then we closed. Done. 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 That was it we have what we need in place and we have the messaging down and the offer down. We have all the foundational stuff in place to make that happen. If I did not have that in place, I probably could not have done that. So like when I launch a new offer, I go back to the beginning. I go back to doing triage calls, sales conversations. I go back to doing market research calls. I go back to like, as if I started my business yesterday, whenever I launch something brand new, I don't lean into what I do now with something I've been doing for 10 years because I don't know the offer yet. I don't know the messaging just yet. I don't know what process and strategies are gonna work best with that offer. I don't know that till I do it, right? So you have to understand this mindset behind this, right? But I think having more sales conversations can get you speed up the process of getting really good at talking about your offer, talking about, you know, getting your message and talking points dialed in so that you really know how to sell in all the ways, right? And that's really what it's about. Um, it's not about the strategy. You have to fucking know how to sell. You have to know how to sell, right? Even a free call. No one's getting on a triage call with you if your messaging sucks. They're just not because it's their time. 
It doesn't matter that it's a free call. It's their time. And if you don't even look like you know what you're talking about, they're not getting on a phone with you, free or not. And so you still have to know how to sell the DMs. You have to know how to sell your triage calls. You have to know how to sell your free workshops. You have to know how to sell. And that really comes down to your messaging, you know, and and the clarity around your offer and the work you do and the results you provide. And then your confidence builds off that, right? So sales conversations are really good for the practice. They're really good for learning how to, and the triage calls as well. Um, and it gives you clarity on your audience very quickly too. So, um, you know, I think more sales conversations and have people fill out either an application or some kind of form before you get on the phone with them. So I have a big no-no in my programs. My, I really do not like my clients to get on a sales call. And again, a sales call is not a connection call, it's not a strategy call, it's not a coaching call, it's not a triage call, it's a sales call, it's a business meeting. We are getting together, it's a business professional meeting to talk about working together, meaning you will pay me for my services. And in those types of calls, I really advise against my clients getting on the phone with someone who has not been pre-qualified, meaning they have, you've had a conversation with them, or, and or they filled out an application um, and they understand what you're getting on this call for. They understand what all the, you know, um, elements of it and nuances. And like you both are agreeing that you want to talk about working together. I don't really recommend that you book sales calls for the fucking sake of booking a sales call. I think that coaches who tell you, hey, go do free sales calls or go do free coaching calls. Uh, no, um, you're not going to do that. I think there's other ways that you can get your practice um, that are not going to be so time intensive and giving away your fucking shit for free. I actually disagree with that. And I despise my first mentor who told me to do that back in the beginning when I could have made money. Uh, and instead I was working for free. Absolutely a no go in my company. We teach you how to pull in the right people so that your conversations actually convert. Um, and then there's other ways that you can be given free value to get practice. Okay. Um, so I would aim to book five sales conversations a week if you're not doing that. And again, if you if you book 10 triage calls, half of those people will probably move into a sales call, or maybe not half, maybe four or something, four or five of them will probably book into a sales call. And then from that, you'll close one or two, right? Like a week. So think about that. It's, it's a very simple numbers game. Um, so the so that's the other thing is have more sales conversations, um, especially if you have an urgency for sales and you're not really solid and clear on your messaging and your offer, no coach can do that for you. You need to know your work. You need to know your work. You need to know what you believe in. You need to know your passion. You need to know your expertise and you need to know how to talk about it. That's your job. That isn't somebody else's job to do that for you. Um, that's your job, right? You're the one that started your business. So it's up to you to know why did you start your business? What are you so good at, right? If you're so good at it that you started a business, then Go talk about that. You should know your work. Okay, that's your job to get to get good at that. Um, okay, the next thing is going to be to grow your audience by 20 leads a day. Um, if you grow your audience, here's the thing. Number one, it doesn't only boost engagement. Okay, but if you grow your audience by 20 leads a day, 10 of those people, so 10 of the 20 will talk to you. The other 10, probably not, or maybe way down the road. But right away, you'll probably, out of 20 conversations or 20 new leads, you can build 10 conversations. Out of those 10 conversations, five will get on the phone with you. So about half. Um, and then out of the five that you actually talk to, one or two of them will buy from you. 
So you do the math. I'm not going to do the math for you. You can run the, your numbers against the price of your offer. What would a strategy like that do for your business right now? If you were generating one or two sales every single week and you only have like five conversations a week to do that. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty fucking simple. Um, that's where your numbers come in and knowing your numbers and knowing what is it going to take to achieve this. Some of you might have to do, you know, 20 calls a day. Um, or you might have to do, you know, 50 calls a week or something. It's up to you. It depends on your goals and the price of your offer. And also how good are you at the conversations? And that's what I always tell people. I, I give you, I'm giving you these average numbers, but like, if you're kind of like struggling with your messaging and you're struggling with your niche and your offer and all that, you're going to have to do more. You're just going to have to do more. And that's the name of the game. Welcome to business, right? Like we all, no one comes in and gets to skip the hard work. I try to tell people that all the time. You're not, you're not the exception to the rule. You don't get to come in and not do what we've had to do to get where we are. It just does not go that way. You're going to have to do the hard work, but the better that you get and the more consistent and the more masterful that you get at the things that you're doing over and over and over again, guess what? Those things start to work a lot better for you, right? I did a hundred sales calls way back. I did 100 sales calls in 30 days. My coach challenged me to do it. 99 said no. I had one buyer and I had to drop the price. So why? Because I sucked. That's why I, I sucked. I was new. I was figuring it out. I didn't know how to talk about anything. I wasn't talking to the right people. I had to figure it out. Can you imagine if I would have got through 10 calls and then quit? I would have never got that one sale. And I would have never talked to all those other people and learned all that I learned. So guess what? If I had a hundred conversations today, I'd close 95, confidently 95, maybe 98. I'm telling you, like I'm closing because I know what I'm doing now and I know how to talk and I know how to, I'm like, I just know how to host the conversations. I know how to qualify. I know how to like pick things apart really easily and, and I move faster. I could literally probably have a hundred calls and I would close 95 to 98 of them. Absolutely. Right. Like absolutely confident about that. So, but in the beginning I had a hundred and I only closed one and that was at half price. 99 said no, or they didn't show up and I didn't follow up either. So I'm just telling you, like the more that you do the same thing, you get so much better at it. Okay. That's the whole point. Um, the other thing is going to, the next thing is going to be a face, having a Facebook group strategy. So if you are hosting a Facebook group and you're inviting people into it, really leverage your entry questions to qualify people and to pull them into your DMs. Every time someone joins our Facebook group, we're in the DMs with them and they've asked us to do that. We are not going around sending weird freaking DMs to people. People are asking us to DM them or they are DMing us. That's a strategy. That isn't by coincidence. That's a strategy. It's how we have our group strategy set up so that when people are joining, they are either asking us to reach out to them or they are sending us a DM asking for information on something. So you want to make sure you have a strategy. This is up to you. You need to sit down and say, what do I want from my group? What do I want? Who do I want in there? What is the energy and the vibe? And what do I want someone to do? What's the action I want them to do the minute I let them in my group? That's your job. That's your job. People are not going to come in and create the culture that you want in your group for you. That's your job to do that. Okay. Number eight, I think selling on stories um, on IG and Facebook, especially IG, 
if you sell in your stories, I think that's a gold mine. And then in your news, in your feed, in your IG feed, I think given value, trust building content is better than sales content. I think sales content absolutely thrives in your stories. And I think that your feed is a place people go to check out and they binge a little and get to know you and listen to some of your free stuff. And like, that's a really great place to give a lot of good value and trust building content. And then in your stories is a fantastic place to actually extend invitations and sell. Okay. Um, that's just what we're experiencing and that's what our clients are experiencing and that's what we believe in. And then I think you should have a direct invitation post every week and then reuse that as an email or vice versa. So there should be something going out once a week in your email and on your platforms that says, Hey, we have an exciting way to work with us. We have open spots. Here's what this looks like. I think that just, you know, if you're given value throughout the week, there needs to be just, you got to be direct, right? Like at least one post a week. That's like a direct post. It's an invitation to work with you and uh, take the next step in that, you know, DM conversation or sales conversation or triage call or whatever your sales process is. If you have one, I hope you do. Um, but a direct invitation, right? Every week where you're, and we have so many templates on how to do this. It's ridiculous. Um, but I think that that needs to happen as well. People are just coming into your audience. They're moving fast. They're seeing a lot. And some, you're going to have some people that are like, just give it to me. Like, what is it? And I'm ready. And I want to learn. And like, I'm ready to think about that. So let's go. And other people want to sit and marinate for a while. Okay. So you're trying to hit all the audience types that you have. Um, so you got to mix up the content. So those are the nine things guys. Those are the nine things. Um, I hope this was helpful and I really, really hope you guys understand, um, what it means to be selling and what that needs to look like, especially right now. It's not the time to be testing all this new stuff and doing all these different new things and dabbling and bouncing around. And like, you got to dial in, buckle down and get really clear and steady and consistent on what the hell you're doing and who you are and who you do and do not work with and what that looks like and how to talk about that. And you need to start getting in more conversations, especially if this is a struggle for you or if you're at the multiple six or seven figure stage, you've got to get sellers in there who can master the process and take it over for you or you're just going to have a really hard time. So that's what I want to share with you. I hope this was powerful. Again, go back and listen to part one if you haven't listened to that. Um, if you are someone who's listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm doing some of these things. I'm making money. I'm working with some clients, but I have re reached kind of a plateau or I am noticing that, you know, things aren't as consistent as I would like, or I'm missing some systems or strategies. I'm missing some pieces. And I think that those are probably the things in my way of just really getting to my next level with more ease and more consistency and more like predictability that is absolutely more sustainable. Uh, that is my zone of genius. That's what we do. We really look at your sales strategies, your sales systems and your sales team and we look at what are we doing in all those areas and how do we bring that together full circle so that you, you can actually reach your goals with a way more ease, a lot less effort, consistency, and a lot of predictability. That is like my sweet spot. So if you're listening to this, regardless of where you're at in your business, and this speaks to you as something you're interested in, send me a DM on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever, wherever you're listening, send me an email, uh, hit me up on social or email, and let me know that you would like the application to apply to see what it would look like to possibly work with us and see if we can even help you. We obviously don't know that yet. We have to qualify you. We have to ask you some questions and learn a little bit about your goals, your business, what you're doing, what that looks like. 
Um, and if that is something that we could help you with, we can talk about the different uh, ways that we work with clients right now and what that would look like and what would make most sense for you. Um, again, just come over and send me a DM uh, or an email wherever you're tuning into this. Um, I hope this was helpful. I'll see you guys for the next one.